People always want to know what it's like to be me. How does it feel to see a dead body? Tell a family their loved one has been murdered. Talk to a rape victim. Catch a killer. And get them to confess. Hold on tight, my friends. Get ready for the journey. And welcome to Murder with Menina. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Murder with Menina. How is it going in France, Colleen? Well, I'm still on the Camino, and I'm going to be on the Camino another, ooh, at least three weeks, so. Fantastic. I'm so jealous of you, so. You know, again, I feel really grateful I have the opportunity. Absolutely. So I want to jump right in and just let the listeners know, guys, if you have not listened to the previous episode, which was all in the family, I suggest that you do. It is imperative that you do before you listen to this episode, because this episode is the 911 call uh, from my friend Don, and you really, really need to learn the story behind the story in this case. So if you have not listened to All in the Family, please do before you listen to this one. It's so also, it's also it, important because, Chris, I mean, I've heard this 911 call very, you know, a few times, and every time I hear it, it's just, it's harrowing. And so for that reason also, you need to know the story. You need to know how it ended and, you know, that it, you, you, you just really, for peace of mind before you hear this 911 call, for that reason also, you need to know the story. tape is a copy of IMC's 911 Center for the date of December 29, 2002, being recorded from position IMO3, reference of police action shooting, at Fort, beginning time 20.22.14. Hi, this is Sergeant Higgins. Uh-huh. I need for you to send the sheriff to uh, ship five Fort to my sister's house. Okay, what's got? Uh, my, she called and said my brother-in-law has a gun, and I don't really know. I'll call you right back. I'll have a radio. It's on county. Yeah. Typing it up. What's he look like? He's a about five nine, stocky bill, curly black hair, black beard. Um, he's his name's Jerry. White male. White male. And I'm going there right now. David 138 is with me. Okay, I'm on the way. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. <laughs> no, no, you go with this. Hey, this Sergeant Higgins again. Uh-huh. Listen, he does have a gun. It looks like a 9mm Glock. I'm getting my kids. Come on. My brother, he's got held in the basement. I'm getting my niece and nephew out of here. Give me your gun. He's in the bank. Okay. Drop it, Jerry. I'm sorry, I'm on the phone. I'm going to keep this line open, okay? okay? Jerry, drop the gun, man. Jerry, drop. Jerry, drop the gun. Jerry. Jerry, drop it. Where'd you get the gun, man? Jerry, drop it. Jerry, what are you trying to prove, man? Keep me on tape. Keep me on tape. Keep me on tape. Okay. Jerry, put the gun down, man. We'll talk, man. Yeah, I'll talk to you. 
Well, why do we have a gun? Do you want to talk or not? Well, yeah, of course. If that's what you're going to do. Okay. Oh, 
I don't see the first time, sir. If you wish to come down, come on down, sir. I know you did. I heard him. I heard you tell me. And I heard him refusing to go out. My left arm, my left leg. Okay. Uh, the sheriff's here. Are dispatch. Okay. They're on here now. Okay. Can you call? Can you call uh, my super? Can you have? Um, can you have a FOP? Yeah, we'll start off. Okay. Okay, we'll yeah, Detective Chris Menina to come here. Detective, I'm sorry, who Chris who? Menina. Menina. Forty two forty four. Okay. We ain't got a problem, guys. I can't Okay, they want me to hang up, but I want okay. They want you to hang up? Yeah. Okay. I'll get your SLT and everything started for you. Thank you. Uh huh. Bye. This is the first time I've heard it. So it, can you believe that first time I heard it? No, and wow. Wow. I thought you heard it Probably. when we, we were all together that time in India. We did, but not to the degree of the whole entire thing. So bravo oh. to Dawn. Oh, she uh, was so heroic. I cannot, I still cannot get over how calm she was. Yes, yeah. I've been shot in the arm and the leg. Yep. You know, <laughs> what? And it's well, so interesting too the dispatcher how calm the dispatcher is and her commentary throughout it and I would imagine that her commentary is 
partially for, well, to keep everybody abreast of what she's hearing, but also um, to keep it, to keep, to have Dawn's back, right? Like, you know, on record, she's asking him to put the gun down. She's asking him to leave, you know, shooting was her last recourse and she only did it to save his life. Right, right. So this is the thing, twofold. The training that we've received and the training that Dawn received and and, um, I received, it just kicks in. That is a real thing. If you train hard enough, when situations go to shit like this, uh, it kicks in. I am a firm believer of good training and it will kick in. But what's crazy about this is not only did it kick in, but it really kicked in. And it goes to show how good the training is because it's one thing to respond to runs like this when you're dealing with people you've never met before. It's another whole other ball game when you are responding to your family or someone that you love and there's kids involved. And she is really, really close to her niece and nephew like I am close to my niece. And I can't even imagine holding my shit together if someone were ever to hurt my niece. So I I just, it's bravo to her, but she really just went into, you know, listening to the 911 call, she really just went into police mode because the language that she was using, like I hit him center mass. I mean, that's what they talk about at the, at the range, you know, you make your hit center mass, you know, and, and that's not, that's not everyday lingo for people, you know? And then when she said, start the FOP, that's the fraternal order of police. She's already thinking 10 steps ahead that she needs representation there and she's making sure that the dispatcher has everything recorded which she knew in the back of her head that she did but she was now in the process when this whole ordeal is over you know when she's done being shot and shooting and she's telling the dispatcher where she's been shot and that she needs medics I mean she did everything perfect in what a police officer would do um, responding to a scene that isn't related to um, the people in the domestic situation. So, you know, you could tell that it was kicked in. She was very professional and she was also getting to the point where she knew that she had been involved in something very serious. And she went to the next step knowing that she needed to get representation there, that she wanted to make sure that the play by play that she executed through that entire call, um, was recorded because that is, she told the story, of how this thing went down. So if there's no dilemma, there's not going to be any dilemma for a jury. No one's going to have any questions about what happened. And most of the time, people don't get to hear these 911 calls, the whole length of it. And you are literally hearing from the very, very beginning until the very end, after she gets done saying that she shot him and that she's been shot and medics are there to to the point where she says bye to dispatch. So it's really just a, 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 you know, just a hero, hero, heroic thing that she did, but it really does give everyday citizens and listeners, you know, the play by play, which I think is missed a lot. You only can hear snippets sometimes. And, you know, she left no, no, uh, T uncrossed, no, I not dotted, you know, she, and, and, and that's all, it was just fantastic. I, you know, kudos to her. I had not heard, uh, the entire thing played like that. And it was chilling to hear that. It's chilling if I didn't know her. It was doubly chilling that I knew her. It's doubly cheering, chilling to have her, uh, you know, get on the get on the phone and ask for me to respond. And, you know, but that's, you know, what we do. And we have each other's back and fantastic job. And so was this sort of an, a, this was a, a glimpse of what it would be like to be a 911 operator, right? I mean, they stay on the phone the whole time. Is this typical? 
It is. And it's well, because they're information gatherers, right? So for the obvious reasons, the 911 dispatcher needs to get as much information from the caller so that she can um, get that information out to responding officers so that responding officers know, hey, there's an off-duty police officer there. So there's a gun there. Don't shoot the off-duty police officer. And there's another gun there uh, with this domestic situation. So the more information that she can get from the caller, which Dawn did, of course, extraordinary, giving all of that information. The safer the officers are going to be, and at least they have some type of view of what they're walking into. Um, and then on the flip side, they're highly trained, too. They don't get paid what they're, what they're deserved, but they are highly trained to stay calm because you can't get information um, from somebody that isn't calm. And most 911 callers that are in the middle of the shit hitting the fan are not that calm. And you don't want to, you know, the 911 dispatcher can't be all up in arms either because you won't get anything. And so if you can hear a calming voice on the other end being your 911, you know, it slows it down for you. It slows your breathing down a little bit. It slows your tone down. It slows uh, the way you punctuate your words. It just slows down. And the slower you can be, the more information they can understand to be able to get out. And then, of course, you know, you got to think you got to think. Um, into the future. And this is going to be played for people um, when they're deciding what charges are going to be filed. And they're going to, you know, we have to paint a picture to the jury. And it does start the minute the 911 call is made. You're starting to paint that picture. So a good uh, prosecutor will, will start a trial off with the 911 call because the jury isn't at the scene. They're not there. They're not emotionally vested. They know nothing. They're walking into a courtroom and they're going to sit down and they're going to hear two sides of the story. And once you throw out, you once you give them the nine one one call, you're starting to paint that picture of what happened. And Don couldn't have painted it any better, any better at all. And the, and the dispatcher, you know, did a fantastic job. And you could hear the officers in the background and people getting information and kind of dealing with it and, and hearing it and where do we need to go and you know. And then Don has the. Um, enough, you know, thought to think, I don't want these officers that are responding to this really volatile situation to be her. So not only is she trying to protect her sister, her niece and nephew, and even her brother-in-law, she's got the wherewithal to try to protect the officers that are responding to this. So kudos, I can't say it enough. And, and the other thing is listeners may not have been able to hear what he is saying in the background because, you know, um, but if I listen really carefully, you can hear him saying, this is going to end tonight. He keeps saying, this is going to end tonight, Don, which I guess he's saying, I'm going to kill myself tonight. This is going to be over tonight. That's what well, it's, it's implying, right? I mean, he does say that a number of times. And then he also does, um, there's one time where Don says, why are you doing this? And he says, ah, it's always coming right back on me. And who knows what that means, but you know, um, obviously sort well, of just trying to justify why he would point a gun at his wife. I, I don't know. The mother of his children. Right. Well, Don mentions it in the, in, in the episode, you know, she talks about how she knew that this was a bad situation, you know, based on the words that he was using. And now don't forget, Don is a trained hostage negotiator. So all of that was kind of thrown in her brain too, about the words that he was choosing you know, and then she was trying to choose her words uh, wisely. But she knew early on that this wasn't going to end well based on um, the information that he was giving her and, and you know, trying to, to validate why he was doing what he what he was doing. And, and the fault always comes back on him. I mean, she she knew that this was 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 probably going to end badly. And, and she was trying to minimize how bad it would be. 
But I mean, the the fact that the the whole kind of highlight of this, which really highlights Dawn's character, is that in a moment's notice, her first instinct was to not allow him to kill himself, to save him. Even though he had the gun pointed at her sister, he had the gun pointed at her, he had put her her niece and nephew in that situation also, like the, you know, and, and yet still her instinct was to save him. I, it's just, it's just That's amazing. That's what we're trained to do. We are trained to protect and serve, period. We never want people to end their lives. And, and as hokey as that sounds, we literally are there to protect and serve. So even protect him against himself. I mean, that is just amazing. Absolutely. And, right, so and as a hostage, how many runs has she been on where they're pleading with the person not to kill themselves? Don't do it. It's not worth it. We'll get through this. You know, let's just take a breath. Let's take it one step at a time. I mean, you know, this wasn't her first rodeo with dealing with someone who wanted to commit suicide. Either it'd be, you know, kill his wife first and then himself or, or whatever was going on in his head. But, um, you know, this wasn't Dawn's first negotiation. It just happened to probably, you know, happen to be a first negotiation with her family member. Right, right. Just really yeah. fascinating. Well, guys, I hope you got a glimpse into the world of what a 911 operator does and then the play-by-play through the eyes of an officer um, involved in these situations. So I hope it gave you a little glimpse into our world. And again, everyone, thanks for all your support. Please rate and review us. Tell your friends. Again, stay safe out there. Look for red flags, keep your head on a swivel, and we will see you next time on Murder with Menina. If you have a cold case you'd like Chris to review, submit it through our website at murderwithmenina.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Murder with Menina and Twitter at Murder W. Menina. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Murder with Menina.